Screaming Into the Void episode 80, I think. I'm, I don't think episode 79 actually, oops, sorry Instagram. Uh, I don't think episode 89 or 79 made it to the air yet. We gotta go back and do some edit. After nine or 10 hours of driving, we did that podcast. We were just goofy and I don't even remember a lot of what we talked about. So I went back through and edited out some stuff. And so this is episode 80, I'm correct, which is crazy. I mean, who would have thought that we would have made it to 80 episodes? I, I say that every like 10 episodes or so, but it's the fact that now like, I've upgraded to the visual um, as well as the audio. Like we're kind of getting it together here, making it a real podcast. I got some uh, better audio equipment in the works. I'm going to try to get an audio interface that I can con connect a microphone to, uh, and maybe multiple microphones. And that'll just really up the sound here because I have a GoPro with a media mod. That's how I'm recording this right now. Um, and it's got a nice little microphone cup cover on it, but it, it does a good job of like reducing, reducing, <laughs> reducing noise levels, but it, it, it's not the best microphone. You know what I mean? It, it could be upgraded. So, um, that's the plan is, uh, oh, I should probably mention this podcast is from Austin, Texas. I, I completely just got into this casually and didn't. Uh, confront the elephant in the room. So the episode 79 that I was referring to, we recorded in Arkansas last weekend. I drove down with my buddy Joe uh, to help him move his dog, which you can't see, but she's currently sitting in front of me and I'm giving her head pets. Uh, head pets. I can't talk today. Um, so we moved his dog down here along with some other stuff that he wanted to bring down. So drove over the course of two days, like two eight or nine hour days, uh, from NKY to uh, Austin, Texas, and then I flew home on Monday. So we drove Saturday, Sunday, flew home Monday, and now it's Wednesday the following week. I flew down Monday for uh, Kill Tony, the comedy show in Austin, and we went to that. That was fantastic. I'll talk more about that. Uh, yesterday, um, kind of chilled a little bit, recovered from our night of partying, uh, went out and had some good food. We had uh, reservations at Fogo de Chao, which is a Brazilian steakhouse. That was really, really good. Had a fantastic meal. And now today uh, is my first day solo in Austin. So Joe had to work today. He left this morning at like, I don't know, 8 a.m. Um, what time is it now? Like 9.30? Yeah, 9.15. So I've been moseying about. Uh, I'm going to take Miga out for a bathroom break after I record this episode. So my plan today, record this podcast however long it goes. Uh, I'd like to go visit B-Team Jiu-Jitsu at noon, so I got a little bit of time before that still. I gotta take Meek out, but um, I'd like to go visit this Jiu-Jitsu gym. Last time I was in Austin, I went to 10th Planet and dropped in their gym, and it was good. Uh, I liked it, but I feel like B-Team is, um, how do I phrase this delicately? <laughs> They're more like, um, they're more on like the pop culture side of jujitsu right now. I, I, that sounds weird because Tenth Planet is so established, but B Team, the actual like stuff that they're doing in the sport of jujitsu, it, it's a smaller team and they're winning high level competitions time and time again, or at least making it to the top two. Uh, whereas the Tenth Planet guys, I mean, there's there's 150 Tenth Planet gyms or something like that, you know. So there's a couple of top flight guys that you could name, but when you say 10th Planet, it's not like immediately you think of uh, these four or five guys, it's like 10th Planet, you think of this giant organism of a jiu-jitsu team, and then obviously like you think of individuals within it, like Eddie Bravo and Ben Eddie and 
I don't know who are some of the other guys in I'm Joe Rogan, I guess. Uh, but one of the big ones, Jordan wears no gi. He was at the um, the Combat Jiu Jitsu Worlds in Mexico. He got injured, I think, in his first or second match, so he had to he had to pull from the rest of the competition. But I've been following him for a while, and I think he's going to be a really fierce competitor. I, so when I dropped in the Tenth Planet Gym last time I was here in September. I went and trained with Ben Eddy, and he was also on that uh, combat jiu-jitsu team. And he's as legit as they come. I took his rubber guard class. So definitely wouldn't mind hitting that up again. I'm going to check their schedule and see what times they offer. Um, and might go to 10th Planet later in the week. But my plan today is, if I muster up the courage to do it, is to go to B-team. It's a little intimidating because you see these guys on the internet all the time. And, I mean, you see them competing in this high-level stuff. It's like walking into a UFC gym and training with fighters. It's like, it's just a little bit... Even though it's what we do every day, like I do jiu-jitsu every single day, but it's at a completely different level and pace. I mean, it's the same sport, but it's just the focus changes when you're in a room with 15 black belts instead of two, you know? So I'm definitely excited to get over there and, and see how it all works. I'm going to go a little early because i got to sign a waiver and fill out the all the information, I don't know, and then probably buy a rash guard or something. I'd like to get a little souvenir from there. Uh, and then after that, so that's at noon, that'll probably be over by 1 or 1.30. So then I'll come back here, uh, shower up, and then I'd like to go get a little bite to eat. So I'll probably not have any food before that because I don't want to get out on the jujitsu mat and puke. But uh, I'd like to go get some coffee, maybe lunch. That'd be nice. Don't want to spend a crazy amount of money while I'm here this week because, I mean, I've already spent a lot and I can see how it would be easy to just keep spending more and more and more. I mean, every time, like, an Uber from the airport to here is $20. and you do that twice in a trip, boom, 40 bucks right there. Like, it doesn't seem like a lot, but you're also Ubering three times a day to go out to one place, then to another place, then back here, and that's just for lunch and it's like okay well now what about dinner we're we gonna uber out and go out for dinner so I mean, there's places within walking distance don't get me wrong but i don't know the city well enough to like just wander around by myself and walk down google maps guided streets like that that seems i don't know it just seems risky to me i, I would rather just uber somewhere and then walk around that little area and uber out but uh, at daytime definitely not as bad as nighttime i would not go out on the busy parts of this town at night uh, by myself. We went out, I mean, we've been out at night every time I've been here, and last night, um, just getting the Uber home, you walk past some sketchy people, and they did that, I don't know, it's dicey. You just gotta be careful, keep your head up on a swivel, and don't stop to talk to anybody. Just keep it moving. It's like that in every city, I think. Um, but I do love the weather here. I mean, I, today it's not been the best, I'd show you, but I don't really care to show you. It's uh, sunny in 70s, but today was, let's see, it's a little overcast. It's supposed to rain for an hour or so. I'm hoping it does. I'm hoping it really nicens up like tomorrow or the next day because I have a pretty cool plan for, uh, oh yeah, Thursday's the day. So tomorrow, um, instead of going to an MMA gym in the morning, tomorrow's going to be my explore the city day. So I'm going to wake up in the morning and do a Casey Neistat style uh, running vlog because I'm I've run obviously all of my life as an athlete, but I've never gone out like by myself and just done running for uh, health, but also just for enjoyment of that exercise. Like I've I've just always rejected the idea of running. 
So I want to try that tomorrow um, and do like a Casey Neistat style uh, two or three mile run in the morning. And then after that, come back here and I'm going to go down to the, uh, I think I'm going to go to the, either the museums or the Capitol building tomorrow, probably the Capitol building and uh, maybe a museum or two, but definitely probably the Capitol building and explore that because Austin has the biggest state Capitol building in the United States. I did not know that. I didn't even know Austin was the capital of Texas until uh, I came here last time. Let me make sure this was recording because that would suck. Okay, thank God. I've done it before. Um, so I didn't know Austin was the capital of Texas. I just never really thought about it, and it is. So um, we went and explored the Capitol building, but oh, by the way, my arms keep moving because there's a dog in front of me and I'm petting a dog. I'm not like shivering. It's not that cold here. Um, Miga, you want to be on camera, you little superstar? I don't know, folks. Should we let you see Miga? I think we have to. Oh, Miga, Miga. She's a sweetie pie. Um, so anyways, as I was saying, last time I was here, we went and saw the uh, Capitol building, but it was three of us, and we weren't really looking to spend too much time reading on each one of the little captions and plates under a picture we were kind of just there to say that we saw it so we walked through pretty quick um and then moved on with our day we had a lot to do that week and we were just keeping it moving we had a lot we wanted to see well i'm not mad about that but i saw some stuff that was really cool that i'd like to go back and take my time reading and looking at so with all that being said uh plan is mma gym today uh, running and Capitol building tomorrow and then maybe uh, Friday or Saturday um, we talked about pro probably Saturday not, or Sunday not Friday doing uh, kayaking out on the lake so right where we're located is uh, near what's called Lady Bird Lake which is a part of the Colorado River I think and then uh, up a little ways north is Lake Travis and that's where Joe Rogan's house is on that's a giant giant lake on I think that's also on the Colorado River I'm not sure but uh just giant bodies of lake water and they have kayak rentals all over the place and the weather's nice enough to do it I'm back home I just did a kayak vlog where I was on a frozen lake and now here we're on it's sunny and 70 like I might go out fishing here and like have to use the summer tactics or spring tactics of northern Kentucky and the Texas winter because of just that's the temperature. I don't know how that works. You know, I'm not a I'm not a super knowledgeable fisherman. I'm just starting to learn more about it. But uh, I don't know. I, I just think it'd be a cool little challenge like a AO fishing, fishing with Norm, Lojo fishing style vlog where you go to Walmart or something with a budget of like 30 bucks and you buy like the cheapest little kiddie pole and one pack of hooks and a single swim bait or a couple of like plastic uh worms and then you go out and try to catch a bass on that and if you don't then you wasted 30 bucks and you had a fun day but if you do how cool is that because i don't want to go and like spend 50 or 60 bucks on a rod and reel and then buy a little tackle box because i'm not gonna be able to take it home i'm flying home in three or what's today Wednesday, thursday friday saturday sunday monday two oh, shit i'm here for a while um but yeah, I'm not just gonna buy a fishing pole and leave it here. That'd be dumb. So, I, I'm, but I would buy like a little kitty fishing pole and then just leave it down by the lake for a homeless person to use. Um, but I think that would be pretty cool. Go catch a couple little fishies. Oh, so the Kill Tony show that we went to. So it's one of the really cool comedy shows going on in Austin right now. 
there's a bunch of them, but it's probably like, I mean, it's the biggest one that I know about other than like when Joe Rogan has a show or whatever, but uh, basically Tony Hinchcliffe, awesome comedian from Ohio, out in LA started a open mic night uh, where you could go up as a professional or you could go up as a first night comedian that get totally a true open mic, throw your name in the hat, one minute sets, and then after your 60 seconds is up, they'll basically just roast the fuck out of you. Like Tony and whoever the other guest hosts are of the night, and then Brian Redband, also from Ohio, uh, they'll all just roast the fuck out of these poor comedians. Um, some of them, like if you go up there and kill, then they're just like, hell yeah, that was awesome, blah, blah, blah. But if you go up there and embarrass yourself, then they're just gonna let you know. So it's a fun show that like uh, I've watched in the past on YouTube, and I've been a fan of Tony as a podcast guest but I've never really like seen him live or anything. And then uh, when I went and saw um, the Rogan show in uh, Columbus in September, I think, Tony Hinchcliffe was one of the openers, um, uh, Hans Kim was the other opener, and then they brought out Dave Chappelle, which was insane. So that was a really cool show. That was my first time seeing Tony live. And then uh, Monday was the second time, so I saw him doing his Kill Tony show. And it was cool. I mean, we were like uh, right to the left of the stage. Uh, the comedians from the like the amateur comedians out in the back bar who put their names in the hat. We could like they'd walk right past us going up on stage. Um, and then I was like a little bit like I, literally I, on the side of the stage where I had to kind of like lean my head around the dude next to me so I could see what was going on up there. But they were good seats. We were right in the middle of it. And uh, I didn't put my name in the hat, because you can, as an audience member, you can go out, like, if you sign up for the open mic, you could put your name in, but I was too scared to do it, and I think we got there a little too late, um, so I'm debating on if I want to work on a little material and try it Monday, because, I mean, there's, like, I mean, like, hundreds of people put their name in the hat, so the odds of you getting drawn are pretty slim, but I don't want to just willy-nilly throw my name in there, because I, people did that, I've seen it online on the shows, and I've seen it last or on monday at the show a guy who went up there and was like oh wow uh they don't prepare you for this it's like what like you put your name in that like, you should have prepared you for this and then those are the guys that i feel like get the hardest roast really other than people who go up there and are just obviously offensive but the guys who go up there and just are like completely ill prepared and it's I get both sides of it. Like on, on one hand, it's an open mic show. I put my name in the hat, you drew my name. I can do whatever the fuck I want for these 60 seconds as long as you don't deem me like inappropriate or offensive. Like if I'm just up here like giving it a go, that's what the point of the show is. I'm trying, right? But I also get the point of being like, dude, if you're not really trying, like if, if you haven't been working at this, there's people who have, who would kill to have that spot. Like let them have the opportunity. But I don't know, I, I get both sides of it. So, um, it was funny to see that guy get kind of roasted, but they were also kind of just like, like joking with him about like, oh, yeah, obviously you've never done this, so you're going to suck, but uh, you seem like a cool enough dude. And that's basically what it comes down to is, okay, maybe you sucked at comedy for those 60 seconds, but now for the next three or four or five minutes while we're talking to you, are you cool and likable? And some of them are and some of them aren't. Like one kid who went up who had a couple of little chuckles at some of the jokes that he was saying was super unlikable in the interview because he wouldn't play along with the like the uh the cadence of what they were trying to joke about like they were trying to take it one direction and he was just not he was just not vibing with them and it was like dude you're fumbling this opportunity so hard they're giving you they're they're lobbing you a slam dunk 
and you're just letting it go. It's like, oh my God, it was hard to watch. And, and then after they got him off the stage, they continued to make fun of how he fumbled that opportunity. It's like, damn. So then later in the night, a girl comes on stage, has an awesome set, electrifying, and they get, uh, she gets offered um, a spot at Joe Rogan's new club when it opens. She gets offered a spot at a comedy show uh, in her hometown in a couple weeks by one of the comedians who was also on stage. Like she just, she just got an opportunity that if she builds upon will absolutely change her life and like build a career for her if she chooses to build upon that. Like if she, and I think she's the type of girl who will like just based on the way she presented herself in her act and everything. I can't remember what her name was because I was a little drunk in the moment and I was just having a great time. But she went on that stage and absolutely murdered and everybody loved her. Personality was great. She was just a, a bubbly, happy person and had a great set. Um, He's been working on stand-up for like a year or two and moved to Austin to pursue it. So when uh, they offered her all that and like gave her the opportunity to really change her life, it was cool to see. So we're going back to Kill Tony on Monday. Uh, excited to see who the guests are going to be. It's, I mean, you never know until you get there. We can make our predictions, but you just you don't know until you get there. Um, and it was, it was a really cool show. Might try to pop into some other comedy shows if we could see some tickets um, available. Uh, not really sure what's out there. We looked last night, there was a couple open mics, but we steered clear of that. I'm not, I don't know. The thought of going to an open mic is just scary, but I know that's how you gotta get into it. So, I don't know what else I have to talk about. I guess we could, we could ramble on about the UFC. I could talk about what else is going on in Austin, but there's, that's about it. Uh, our buddy Ryan's coming for the next Kill Tony show. What do you think, Miga? Should we wrap it? Is that, is that an episode? Let's quickly just go over the UFC event from last weekend. It was a fight night. Um, I won't get too deep into it because I fell asleep during it, but I woke up to see the results at the end of who won the main event. That's always funny when like you fall asleep in the middle of a fight card and you wake up and they're like standing there getting ready for the final decision. It's like, damn, I really slept through this whole shit. Um, prelims. I, okay, so I actually tuned in for the prelims because they were on mad early. They were on at like three or four in the afternoon. Uh, this dude with blue hair, Mateus Mendok Mendonka, he lost to Javid Bashrat. That was the one that I watched, and I thought the dude with the blue hair was going to fuck him up because he just looks cooler. Uh, and then moving on to the main card, Umer Namagomedov got a 20-second knockout against Haoni Bar Barcelos. Uh, that was an insane knockout. He kind of just ran in, flashed a couple combos, and then boom, knocked him down, and it was over. Extra super necessary shot after the bell for him. Uh, Raquel Penn, oh, that was a bantamweight fight, by the way. And uh, Umar Nurmagomedov, he beat Nate Maness, who uh, is a guy I've trained with, um, kind of from this local area. Uh, not this local area, I'm in Austin, but my home's local area. So that, it was cool to train with Nate. It, sad to see him lose to Umar, but he didn't get knocked out in 20 seconds, so what's that say? Raquel Pennington, uh, she beat Ketlin Vieira. I'm not sure who either of those ladies. I, I've heard of Raquel Pennington. Not sure about Caitlin Vieira. Good for her. It was a decision win. Uh, Bantamweight. Then uh, Roman Koplov beat Punahale Soriano. I wish I would have watched that fight. I'll probably go back and watch that because I, I watched Punahale when he um, won his Contender Series fight, I'm pretty sure. Back up. Let's look and see his record real quick. I'm like 99% sure that's where uh, I know him from. 
It would have been like 2019. Oh, maybe it was earlier than that. Well, either way, um, I'm pretty sure I recognized him from the Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series. And sucks to see that he got knocked out in the second round, but good for Roman Koplov. Uh, that was a middleweight fight. Then, um, co-main event, Dan Ige knocked out Damon Jackson in the second round. I missed that one as well. I have to go back and catch that because uh, I like 50K Ige. I, that, I remember... Um, waking up and hearing the announcers talking about 50k Ige and I was like what happens if they ever change the bonus structure to give the fighters more money like will Dan Ige change his name to 60k or 70k you know what I mean Dan 70k Ige I don't know uh that was a featherweight then the main event Sean Strickland got the decision win over Nasruddin Imovov it is what it is uh I'm not a huge Sean Strickland fan I think he's had some cool fights uh, I love his antics when he's talking a lot of shit, but I do think he gets annoying. And he, sometimes he says too much where it's just like, dude, just quit. Just quit talking. You're hurting yourself now. Um, two seconds. I'm getting a phone call. Well, sorry for that rude interruption. That was the animal clinic from my hometown calling me and asking how one of our cats were. And I was like, fine. Sorry, did something happen? And they're like, oh, your mom brought her in to get spayed last night. And I was like, oh. You're talking about, we had a spay cat, or a stray cat who showed up at our back door like two nights before Halloween. This uh, beautiful black cat, she's got like these long legs, super, like she's slender. Uh, she looked like she might have been in distress. So I went out and like took care of her, gave her some food and stuff, uh, made a little box for her to sleep in that night. And then she just kept coming around. And then a couple days later, Halloween came. So we put her in the garage for the night on Halloween because, you know, you always hear rumors about people hurting black cats on Halloween. So we put her away. And then she kind of just stayed in our garage for a while. And she would go out every day and come back at night. And then eventually she just started staying in the garage and the weather turned really cold. So we brought her inside. And then she had her kitten in the garage at a certain point. So that we brought her and the kitten inside. I forgot to mention she was pregnant. Um, so we're nursing this kitten now. And now we finally got her spayed because the kitten's eating a full, um, like, artificial diet as opposed to feeding from its mother. So we're trying to adopt out these cats, but we're struggling. We have three of our own, so we don't need five cats. And they don't get along the, that well. And it's, it's just been weird to try to keep them all separate in different parts of the house. And you got to put two cats away to let three cats out so that you can walk upstairs and go to the restroom or put three cats away and let two cats out so you can go do the laundry. It's a, it's a nightmare. So <laughs> if you want a cat, leave a comment. But I think I was talking about the UFC before that call. Um, not the hugest Sean Strickland fan, but I mean, I'll watch him fight, uh, as long as I don't fall asleep. I'm not gonna, I wouldn't have bought a pay-per-view with him being the main event, unless it was like when he was, uh, fighting Alex Pereira, it was like, okay, well, he's gonna get knocked out, I'll watch that. So, let's go, the next UFC is a pay-per-view, that's, uh, that's gonna be a good one, hopefully, that's this Saturday. Let's go ahead and just get right into it. Glover Teixeira, Jamal Hill main event that's light heavyweight should we start from the top or should we start from the bottom damn i feel like i should do a whole no i gotta do an episode on its own for this um or maybe i'll just clip this into the episode and then and then make it its own episode as well i don't know we'll figure something out um i feel like i should do my own episode for this this is screaming into the void 
UFC 283, episode 81 probably. So we're talking um, Glover Teixeira versus Jamal Hill for our main event. That is the vacant light heavyweight title. Let's go ahead and kick it off with the prelim zone, see if there's anything that pops out at me. There's nothing overly exciting on the prelims to me. Uh, Mauricio Hua um, versus Ihor Potiera. Uh, some people will probably be excited about that one. Uh, let's just go right into the main card. Paul Craig versus Johnny Walker. That's a light heavyweight. That's starting off the main card for us. That's going to be a pretty good one. Um, I'm going to take Paul Craig. Uh, I think Johnny Walker's lost his last three or four. He's just not impressed me. I'm thinking it's not going to go his way, and I think Paul Craig is pretty scary. So uh, I'll take Paul Craig by knockout, maybe second round. Then we got a uh, women's flyweight fight, Lauren Murphy versus Jessica Andrade. That's going to be a good one. I normally skip right past the women's fights because I'm a sexist, but that's going to be a pretty good one. Lauren Murphy's tough, and Jessica Andrade is tougher, I think. I don't know. Lauren Murphy might be tougher, but Jessica Andrade might be more technical. That's going to be a good scrap. Not to discredit either of their toughness or technicality. They're both really good. I'm excited for that fight. Uh, Gilbert Burns versus Neil Magny. I didn't even know these guys were both welterweights, but I thought Gilbert Burns... I mean, that makes sense, but damn. I think Gilbert's going to be a lot bigger, but Neil Magny will probably be taller and longer. Uh... Gilbert by decision. Uh, Davison figure that's a welterweight fight. If I didn't mention that, I'm pretty sure I did. Davidson Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno, the quadrilogy. So they're one, one, and one. They, uh, I think the first fight was a draw. The second fight, Davison won, and the third fight, Moreno won. I think that's how it went, but I could be I could be mistaken about the order of those. Um, in this fourth fight, it is. This is the deciding factor because somebody, unless they have another draw, which would be fucking insane, but uh, I think somebody's going to win Saturday night and end this quadrilogy once and for all. That's for the flyweight title. Um, and the, the flyweight division may not exist if it wasn't for these guys fighting these last three fights they've had because they fought other people in between there and won too, I'm pretty sure. But it's like the fact that Dana White was considering cutting the whole division and then these guys have had this crazy storyline of the last four years three years whatever it's been it's been incredible to witness I'm, I'm really excited for that to come to fruition on Saturday it's gonna be a good one uh I, who am I gonna take I, I have to take Brandon Moreno I just I think he's more likable I think Davison Figueredo is really good but I just I'm a fan of Brandon Moreno more um so I'll, I'll go with my heart on this one Brandon Moreno by strangulation then we got uh, Glover Teixeira versus Jamal Hill for the light heavyweight vacant title. Pretty sure that's for the vacant, weight, vacant lightweight, light heavyweight title. Uh, I hate to say it, but I think Glover's probably going to get knocked out. And I'm probably, I, I could be dead wrong. Though. Glover might come out and shock the world again, but he's just, he's old, you know? And Jamal Hill's young and scary, but maybe also inexperienced compared to that uh, veteran and Glover who's faced war after war and, and just seen it all. I, that That's an interesting fight to me. I, I don't, it's not a particularly great matchup in my opinion, but I think it could turn out to be a really good fight. So um, I'm going to take 
I'm going to take Jamal Hill, um, but I think Glover could could shock us and, and prove that he's still here to stay. I would say if if Glover wins, it would be – There's who's the underdog in this fight? What are the, what are the odds here? Um, it doesn't directly say. I wish I knew who the underdog was. Uh, Glover versus Hill. Odds. Shout out to Google. Got it right there in the search bar for you. Glover is the underdog. So, yeah, that, that makes sense in my opinion. Um, I'll take Jamal Hill. I think that's a safe bet, but I would not be shocked if Glover comes out guns a-blazing and gets it done. I think that's all I got, guys. I, I'm going to clip that onto the last episode and probably make it its own episode, too, just for the audio purpose, because uh, I, that's how I always do these UFC pods. I just do, like, a quick rundown of here's the fights that are coming up, here's my predictions, and then here's the fights that just happened, here's the results. Um, and I don't want to mud those up with a bunch of other details and stories. I think keeping it sweet is probably best. So that was Screaming Into the Void episodes... 80 and 81. Um, still got to work on getting episode 79 out to you. That's a fun one, though, out in Arkansas uh, in the hotel overnight. We had a really fun time. Um, probably just one or two more things that I need to edit out of it, and then I'll put that one up. It's just hard to get these videos uploaded, too. It takes a lot of effort. Um, it doesn't take a lot of effort. It takes a lot of time. Like, you literally just drag the file from the computer over to YouTube and you got to type out a couple of descriptions and then just the time it takes to upload. Oh God, it stresses me out. Um, but I will have to edit a couple things out of this one. Uh, I'll try to be clever about doing it because there's, uh, well, if you see, you see. Uh, so thank you guys for joining Miga and I on this episode of Screaming Into the Void. This was, again, episodes 80 and 81. I'm glad that we've made it this far. I'm sorry for the lack of uh, production recently. I just haven't put out any videos, but it's been uh, a work in progress and I'm learning more about my recording setup. So it is going to get better and it will become more frequent and more professional as we go. Uh, but thank you for tuning in and peace.